Hello there, it's Peter Bergman. It's the last day of January, January 31st, 2012, and hey, you've got Oz in your ears. Aren't we lucky, huh? This whole Florida kerfluffle is almost over. Mitt Romney, they say, is gliding to victory, but hey, watch out. Remember, this is a small group of Republican voters that is wing-nut rich. I mean, they take these polls and someone says, yes, I, I'm going to vote for Romney. But when she goes to the polls, she thinks, oh, no, he wears that pagan underwear. And she votes for Gingrich because she likes his wife's haircut. Or she votes for Santorum because he looks like the Boy Scout she wished would walk her across the street. Or she votes for Ron Paul because she, I don't know, it reminds her of her favorite uncle. In any case... It's pretty much up in the air, but even if Romney wins, Gingrich has made it quite apparent that he's going to fight all the way to Tampa. It sounds almost like, you know, D-Day and we're going to fight all the way to Tampa. And he will because he's, he's a tumor, man. He is a really tough, unstable cookie. And he says anything that comes to mind and he doesn't care who gets hurt, he'll do anything to get attention. And running for president is the best way for him to get attention right now. Now, all the conservatives are running away from Newt Gingrich, right? But Elon Green asked the question, why? This month, Jonathan Adler, a contributing editor to the National Review online, asked, why is it that hardly anyone, not the media, nor the other candidates, directly challenge Gingrich's claim to have a conservative record? And Elon responds, I'm going to gently suggest to Mr. Adler that the blame lies with his fellow conservatives who until recently were loath to question Gingrich's party bona fides. Here's Rich Lowry, the Review's editor. This is editor of the National Review, Buckley's paper, the Bible of the right. Crowning Gingrich, he says, he's the party's most important intellectual table setter. Block that metaphor. But in any case, the editor of the most important right, uh, you know, leaning conservative magazine says that Gingrich is an important intellectual table setter. And here's a Gallup survey from 2009 confirming that Lowry's opinion was widely shared. After Rush Limbaugh and Dick Cheney, Republican voters chose Gingrich as the main person who speaks for the Republican Party today. Think about it. Rush Limbaugh and Dick Cheney as your beloved leaders? I mean, what a frightening thought. Who could possibly listen to those people and not get the willies? Okay, so Elon says, I have no dog in this fight. So she's not, she doesn't really care who comes out of the Republican uh, primary a brouhaha. She says, I think Gingrich and Romney are equally dangerously conservative, but it seems a little odd to question the credentials of the guy who wielded so much party, so much power within the party for so long. It's true, man. I mean, I'm Speaker of the House and everything, and when he was right, he was really right, and when he was wrong... He was a disaster, but they, you know, they forget those disasters real fast, specifically because he's against the not me. 
And anybody that hates the not me, and he is he's running a racial campaign to call the president of the United States a food stamp president. How low can you go? Well, of course, then there's Priebus, the head of the Republican National Committee, one of the major positions in the Republican establishment, one of the top three major positions. And yesterday he compared Obama to the captain of the Italian cruiser that he that he grounded and killed, what, 16 or 18 people. He says, I, I don't remember the captain's name, something like Chitione uh, or something like that. He said, well, we've got our own captain, Chitione, and it's Barack Obama because he sailed away when there's so much business to get done so that he can campaign. What gives them the temerity to say that about the president of the United States, any president of the United States, but particularly Obama, who's paid more attention to his duties than a lot of those bozos that have been in the White House. Certainly W, the drop of a hat, W goes off to Texas and starts cutting brush in the back with a chainsaw. It's a nice way to kind of get your center. John Helaman takes a look at Newt Gingrich from now to then. He said he pledges to continue the fight unabated in the face of harsh and or humiliating outcomes. And he said these are the staples of presidential campaigns and they are patently meaningless. But in Gingrich's case, he might be serious. So much has he come to despise Romney and the Republican establishment that has brought down on him a 20-ton shit hammer in Florida and so convinced is he of his own Churchillian greatness and world historical destiny. The same antic, manic, lunatic, bloody-mindedness that has made him a rotten candidate in the Sunshine State may be enough to keep him in the race for a good long time. I think that's a fair description of, uh, of the Grinch. Antic, manic, lunatic, and bloody-minded. You know, the man does think he's Winston Churchill. Now, I love Winston Churchill. I've read just about everything he's written. And let me tell you, Newt, you are no Winnie Churchill. Okay, my prediction. Even though today Gingrich said that he would support Romney if Romney became the nominee only because he also wants to beat Obama, I think it's going to continue to be so ugly and so divisive that what's going to happen is, is Gingrich is going to turn around and say, how do I keep in the limelight? Ah, a T-third party. That's right, a Gingrich third party maybe fourth party because uncle ron hey you know mr newsletter he may be there with his own gaggle of ideologues it's going to be very interesting i mean i'd love to see them run four candidates we could all go out to lunch and come back with a democratic congress house and you know the not me in the white house uh, lovely to be dreamed whatever's going to happen it's going to be interesting and i'm going to be right there on top of it Attention, all wannabe lobbyists, ambitious academics, spun-out spin doctors, failed flax, hungry hacks, soulless shysters, downsized insiders, and outsource outsiders. The following 60 seconds will jumpstart your future and guarantee you an oversized piece of the zero-sum pie. This is Lance Boyle, Dean of the Newt Gingrich Online Pseudo-Intellectual Institute. Nothing speaks to the success of the Institute's curriculum than the career of its founder and first graduate, Newt Gingrich. Consider the trajectory of the man who went from a second-rate teaching job at a third-rate college to the speakership of the House of Representatives, where he not only shut down the government, but made himself a million dollars doing it. 
how does he get away with it? By faithfully following the Gingrich Cardinal rule of pseudo-intellectualism, continually repeat the words fundamental, significant, and important wherever and whenever you write or speak. It's a fundamentally significant and important way of transforming your meaningless run-of-the-mill drivel into something important, significant, and fundamental. And there's more. We can qualify you as a visionary historian. You're no longer a scum-sucking, bottom-feeding, backdoor beltway influence peddler. With our degree, you're a bona fide visionary historian, and everybody is lining up behind Freddie and Fanny to throw the big bucks at you. So stop wasting your time on honest hard work and join the class of 2012 at the Newt Gingrich Online Pseudo-Intellectual Institute. Newt did it. Could the bar be any lower? Now, Paul Begala, a real Democratic insider and a smart guy, says, lucky Barack Obama. If his predecessor cursed Obama, says Paul, by handing him a depression and two wars, the good Lord has blessed him with the weakest field of opponents in memory. I stand by my early assessment. When I look at the economy, I think Obama can't win. But when I look at the Republicans, I think he can't lose. The economy is starting to get better. The Republicans aren't. The president has moved to the populist center, smoothly co-opting the legitimate grievances of the Occupy Wall Street movement and ensuring that he wouldn't face a primary challenge from the left. Barack means blessing in Swahili. Perhaps Obama means luckier than a dog with two tongues. Now, Barack, he's a lucky guy. Paul says the unlucky is the establishment. The establishment, as super PACs, have come to dominate fundraising and campaign expenditures, and as the internet and social media have amplified the voices of individual citizens and activist groups, the power of parties and other vestiges of the old political establishment has receded. It's true. You don't even see them on television that much. Maybe it's the ban on smoking, which ended the smoking rooms, which means you couldn't have all those backroom smoky deals. I don't know. In some ways, the decline of the political elite is a good thing. A continuation of trends that go back decades since reformers began moving the presidential nominating process out of the proverbial, here we go, smoke-filled rooms, and toward direct democracy unmediated by established institutions. The downside, especially for Republicans this year, is that sometimes grassroots activists put ideological passion ahead of cool electoral pragmatism and lose. And that's what they're going to do in November. They are going to lose. So, the big takeaway from the Gingrich campaign, if you want to take away anything from Newt Gingrich, except his right to be a racist potboiler, Florida isn't symbolic or important, he says. It's about the delegate count. And in terms of adding up delegates, Newt won't be far behind without Florida. Gingrich, making the rounds on the morning show, says, don't you worry, Georgia's going to bring me right up to speed. And the fact is, once you get beyond Florida, there are all these proportional representation states, and he's not going to be anywhere near a majority by April, Gingrich explained to ABC's Jackie Tapper. And so this is going to go all the way to the convention. And then what? Newt's not going to give up the, the limelight. He loves it. His new wife loves it. He's never been this famous for ever so long. So, indeed, the smoke-filled room is gone. It's all now Wikipedia politics. Anybody can go up and rewrite history and reinvent themselves. 
So I think that Newt Gingrich, when he looks around and says, how can I cause the most ruckus, get the most support, and maybe pull like maybe 8%, you know, maybe even close to Ross Perot, and I'll be on TV forever if I run with... Evita Palin. And I think she'd love it too because she's been out of the spotlight and she lives on that kind of adulation. And she's perfect for the tea party. They love her. She doesn't read any books. So she doesn't get like distracted by deep thoughts. And she's kind of pretty and she's kind of perky. And she'll say just about anything. And Gingrich will say just about anything. And he'll be the wise daddy-o. And she'll be the perky straight talker. And they'll probably pull 8% and pull the Republican Party down with them. Okay, see you tomorrow. By then we'll know what's up in the Sunshine State as we move on towards our rendezvous with destiny.